All right, before we get started on the final drive, a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface, a huge part of game day in preparation for the LA Chargers as the official laptop and sideline technology partner for your Los Angeles Chargers. Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Microsoft Surface Pro 7 is your endlessly adaptable partner now with faster processing and more connections, plus all-day battery life. The 12.3-inch touchscreen 2-in-1 laptop is ultralight and versatile. Check it out on their site, surface.com. What's up, guys? Welcome into the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. For Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Harry. As the Chargers get their first ever victory at SoFi Stadium, Justin Herbert, his first career NFL win, 39-29, Haley, uh, a roller coaster to say the least. Uh, yeah, you could say that for sure. I mean, you and I in the third quarter are like, uh, this is this is getting kind of dicey. This is back and forth. And I mean, the takeaways in the pressers you hear from Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, Justin Herbert, Melvin Ingram, it was not pretty. And they all admitted it was not pretty. But Ingram goes, look, we're not apologizing for that. We definitely still won the game. And it's good to get that win. This is something that this team has obviously been wanting to do. They talked about it all week, needing to put a complete game together. And they did that today. And just so you know, we are at SoFi Stadium. We yes. are required to wear masks here indoors. We're following the rules, and we're doing it after a Chargers win. Yep. So it was a lot of fun to see Justin Herbert just continue to evolve. A career high, 343 passing yards, 27 to 43, four total touchdowns. He led the team in rushing. He put the team on his shoulders. Haley, I don't think there's any other way to put it. There isn't. And I mean, Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn had said that the guys looked to him as a leader. And, and Herbert said, yeah, I think, you know, they expect the quarterback to be that leader of the team. He certainly, certainly did that. Played a totally clean game. No turnovers in this game. I mean, again, I just don't know what you can say about him that hasn't been said already. But now you add a win to it. So it's kind of like the cherry on top of the Sunday that's been like building with different scoops every week of like good things that we've seen Justin Herbert do. Again, the 70-yard touchdown, though. Another huge bomb to Jalen Guyton. He's just, Ingram said, you know, he's a rookie, but we don't expect him to be a rookie. We don't expect him to play like a rookie. There's a reason this team took him sixth overall, and it's clearly showed, and now you get the victory to go with it. Just a little insight for you guys at home. Haley and I are in the press box, and we get <laughs> sent texts and, and information about Justin Herbert and records that he's breaking. And it's a laundry list. I, we yeah. don't even have time. If I had 45 minutes, like a time 45 minutes here, I probably couldn't get through all of them. I think today the the fun one was a 31-yard rush, the longest by a Chargers quarterback since 1988, Mark Malone. So mm -hmm. I mean, these are the types of things that, that this kid is bringing to the table. And for that, I think that third quarter was the quarter that was just really a roller coaster. The Chargers start out with the ball in the second half, Go three and out. They get the punt blocked for a touchdown. And then Herbert just has to do his thing. He's in a duel with Minshew in the third quarter. Yeah. A, a touchdown to, to Parham, to Virgil Green, and he runs one in himself. Yeah. I mean, that third quarter, that was when, when Jacksonville took the lead, the way Coach Lynn talked about the team, discussed the team, he said they showed growth. They showed growth to be able to not get in that, oh, here we go again kind of situation, that, that they were able to overcome that. He liked the way the team fought back. They took control of the game. I asked Herbert after the game, where does that growth come from? 
you've talked all week about wanting to put four quarters together, wanting to play a complete game. And he said, it really started in practice this week that it started and ended with practicing fully having a good solid week of practice. And I think that showed, and I think you heard from a lot of the different older veterans on this team. Linval Joseph comes to mind with what he said earlier this week of just, you know, he's been in that position before and wanting to show that leadership and, and, discussing things that have happened in the past, like when obviously when he was with the Giants and they had a bit of a losing streak and then they ended up turning it around and finding their identity. And and maybe this team is starting to find its identity. Look, Herbert got thrown in week two. You were going to have a different quarterback this whole year anyway compared to years past with Phillip Rivers. So everything has kind of been working out and gelling together. But but I thought it was interesting that I think sometimes practice might get overlooked. Like yeah. you sort of go through the motions, especially at the midseason point, which which we are will be, I guess, next week with week eight. But you just kind of think like, oh, yeah, you know, you have to practice, obviously. But but to put, I guess, to take Justin's word and, and see what they did and have that full, complete week turn around and, and what they did to show for it on Sunday, I think is really big. Yeah. And let me admit what I said. Third quarter, the, the three touchdowns were Herbert Guyton. For 70 yards in Virgil Green. Parham was in the second quarter. Two NFL receptions, two touchdowns. And it's pretty Haley, good. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. And I go back to Tampa Bay when Guyton caught a big bomb from uh, from Herbert. Uh, Parham scored a touchdown. The way that Justin Herbert is elevating the guys around him. And we could talk about Keenan Allen and, and you know, 10 for 125. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a guy that, you know, in talking to James Lofton, the Hall of Fame wide receiver who called this game today, he said, I'm trying to put my finger on what Keenan Allen is. He is someone who can control a game and, yeah. and really does. He, he sets the tone in the passing game. And, and of course, Justin Herbert loves it and, and vice versa with Allen and Herbert. But uh, we, we talk about closing games all week, the last two weeks. I think that has been hammered home with this team. And for a second, it got away from him in the third quarter. Like they found a way to close the game. And and we don't have the perfect answer for that. And I think the answer is going to vary week to week. Sometimes it's going to be the defense that maybe gets an opportune turnover or special teams gets a kickoff return or uh, a field goal kicker. Badgley will hit a clutch field goal. Today yeah. it was all about the rookie. Yeah, and I mean, Herbert said after the game, someone asked him, you know, what does it feel like? what is, I guess, the difference between winning in the NFL and losing in the, in the NFL? And he said, you know, again, it comes back to playing all four quarters, but also the margin of difference is so small. And it goes back to what you said. It literally could be a play here or there, or someone just going off and having a really, really great game. And I think you can say today that Herbert, certainly for the offense, he put the team on his back and he just got it done. And I think to me, it just kind of goes back to what he said over these last few weeks that, that, He's had this belief and, and this belief in this team. And, you know, he talked in the Carolina game that when they were backed up so close to their own end zone that he's like, yeah, we were going to definitely go down and score. Obviously, it didn't end up happening because that final play just it didn't work out. But I think having that steady hand and just that sort of steady belief this whole time, it's a guiding force. And that has to radiate through the locker room. Obviously, I'm not in there. You're not in there. But, but from the outside, it seems like when the guy who's leading your offense has that presence about him and that belief, it would get you to believe as well. You can see it on the sidelines. You can see it on the field, how these veterans are taking to Herbert. You know, Herbert yeah. has quickly become one of them in, in, in that he's he's not a, really a rookie anymore. He, he is their leader right now. 
offensively and, and really a team leader, and he does it in, in his own way. And we, we talk about all the time, like, the quarters, breaking down the, the season into quarters and how there's lulls. There's going to be losing streaks. There's going to be winning streaks. The Chargers absolutely had to have this game yeah. to keep their season alive and, and keep it rolling. And now six straight AFC games starting with the Denver Broncos on the road, who I believe lost to the Kansas City Chiefs today. Dead. The, the Chargers have not won an AFC West game since week 17 of 2018 in Denver. Maybe they can go full circle. He'll go back to Denver and, and get their first AFC win in a while. Yeah, you and I had spoken with Antonio Gates earlier today on our little pregame show that we did, and, right. and he said the same thing. It is a week-to-week league. You take it one week at a time. You want The aim is to go 1-0 and every week, and they did that this week, and they all said, look, we're going to celebrate for these 24 hours, back to the work on Monday. And, yeah, the Broncos are 2-4, and four, Chargers are 2-4. and four. Obviously, as you said, this team has not beat an AFC West opponent in quite some time, but it's all about just building every little week and just trying to get these wins and stack these wins and keep them rolling from here. And, look, I'm sure Denver is going to be hungry. They were totally blown out, I believe, by the Chiefs today. Um, but in order, you know, It'll be a good one, and we'll see what happens. But it's nice, like you said, to get the win today, a game that they essentially needed to have. I think everyone had that fire. And I think they would probably say Jacksonville was as hungry as they were because you had one and five versus one and four. So someone was going to win and someone was going to lose, and it probably was going to feel vastly different. It, it kind of reminded me almost a similar vibe of that Titans game last year, where it was, I believe, a battle of two and four teams. And the trajectory of what happened in that game, Great point. It, it, to me, it totally set the course of the rest of the season for both teams when you saw what Tennessee was able to do and then, unfortunately, what the Chargers weren't able to do. And you kind of now have that same, that same vibe going into Denver next week. And I think the team, absolutely, they wanted to win for the team. But there has to be a piece of that locker room that was like, you know what, Justin Herbert has played so well these last four weeks we got to get this kid his first NFL victory. Mm-hmm. And, and he was the one who really put the team on his shoulders. We talked about that. He, he got it in, in grand fashion. And I want to go back to the second quarter because there was a lot of trickeration in that second quarter. Yeah. Easton Stick comes on the field for a couple of plays. There was a wildcat situation with Joshua Kelly, Joe Reed's uh, running in the football for a touchdown. It sounded like Coach Lynn wanted to kind of – throw everything at Jacksonville and kind of see what what's stuck there, right? That's what he said. He said, look, we were going to throw everything we got at him and do it early so they could think about it. Unfortunately, the Wildcat situation didn't work out. It, they were penalized on that play. But but to Joe Reed, I thought it was so great to see what he did today. You and I watched him in training camp. Yeah. And I remember after the Chargers drafted him, we were trading off interviews. He was one of the interviews that I was doing. And I was doing like rapid fire research on this guy. And he did an interview with Good Morning Football where he talked about the versatility that he had in college and his ability to be a great returner, to be a great receiver, and also play some running back. And we've seen that in camp. And what he did today, that was a flash of what we saw at camp. He's been inactive the last few games, but I thought he was such a great piece to this offense that really kick-started them today. Yeah, I agree with you. And and how about just having – the the wherewithal and just staying in it mentally knowing that you were inactive the past few weeks yeah and and not having the opportunity to play in a game and when your numbers call you deliver and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that that's the character of Joe Reed he, he's he's a team 
first guy, and it, it was really cool to see. It's just great to see this rookie class contribute in different ways. And and Joe did it in week one where he had that, I think it was a 46-yard kick yeah. return. He gets a touchdown here, obviously, with what Justin Herbert's doing. Kenneth Murray's all over the field. Um, so th- this rookie class is really uh, delivering, I, I would say, through the first seven weeks. Yeah, it's been great to see them for sure. And I think, obviously, when you draft players, you draft them to supplement what you have. Granted, if you draft a quarterback, you know what's eventually going to happen there or what you hope eventually happens there. But but it's been so great to see their contributions. And they've certainly made them. And and then today was another day where, obviously, we know what Herbert's been able to do. But, but again, to see the return of, of Joe Reed in that scenario and to see him come up with his first score in the NFL, that was really cool to see. Yeah, offense, 29 first downs, which was a season high. So, you know, they held the ball for a long time, 34 minutes and 31 seconds. You know, special teams and defense, there were some lapses there. And yeah. the, the block punt, the, the missed extra point of field goal by, by Badge, um, there, there's some things that need to be cleaned up if this team is going to go on the run that they expect to go on. It, all three phases have to be clicking, Haley, starting in Denver. Yeah, and I think that's a good way of looking at it. Look, you put all four quarters together today. Every bit of the team in all three phases worked. I mean, I know at one point even the offense, and, and Herbert even said, look, we didn't score on every play. We we had plays that we went three and out on and, and left stuff out on the field. But, you know, every little unit worked together today. And I think that's a really huge point. It does start next week in, in, in terms of shoring things up and – getting that kind of taken care of, but it has to feel good. I'm sure as a player to get the win. So you're not also feeling all of that, which there are always going to be adjustments and there are always going to think be things that you have to work on even after a win. But, but to have the victory probably has to feel good knowing that you can accomplish those things. I loved the first drive because the, the first two plays went to Justin Jackson, two short passes, kind of like those extended handoffs that we talk about sometimes with yeah. Austin Eckler and some of these backs, you can catch the ball. Uh, then third play, uh, just, uh, Justin Herbert, 31-yard rush, a 27-yard pass to Keenan Allen. They were getting into a rhythm. I know it stalled out. Uh, Badger hit the field goal to give the charge a 3 nothing lead. But the fact that they were getting chunks of yardage yeah. and, and just getting first down after first down, uh, I thought Shane Steichen called a, a heck of a game. And, and listen, the, the second quarter, I, I thought it was just interesting. You know, you, you put an Easton stick out there for a couple of minutes. And if anything else, like Coach Lynn said, you keep them guessing, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, what's going to happen next? But I think at the end of the day, when number 10 has the ball in his hands, that's probably the best option. Yeah, I mean, and he showed that on his touchdown run in the third quarter. I mean, that guy, you saw him. He had the fight. He did it. He took off. And I think, you know, if some of those things don't work out, that's okay. Because to Coach Lynn's point, if you trot him out early enough, then, you know, you put it out there and you go, okay, well, you know, it didn't work. So we'll probably won't do that again. But, um, but yeah, I think I actually literally wrote down that, that first offensive series and, and wrote chunk plays, and, and it was so, so good to see that. And I think, you know, they were in a bit of a rhythm. They kind of got out of it. They ended up getting back into it and, it, and it sort of ebbed and flowed. But, but it's good, you know, it's always great when the team can go down the field like that. I, I still think of that first drive, Herbert's first drive against Kansas City and, and what he was able to do and just getting them down there. But but yeah, I mean, these chunk plays, they've kind of become indicative of this offense that when they can get going and they can get rolling, good things will happen. That's right. You know, one of four entering today, you're still a little bit of a hole, but you're stacking bricks here. And the yep. next brick is an AFC West win in Denver. That's what they got to do. Get the three and four. And then you just 
Take one week at a time. I know it's cliche, but this is where we're at right now. You lose three straight NFC South games. That's okay. NFC, you move forward. AFC got a lot in front of you. And the final thing I want to end with, Haley, and you and I did this virtual event for uh, potential season ticket holders. This stadium's incredible. I, I, I cannot wait to have this place packed with people watching this podcast right now because I tell you what, you have a franchise quarterback who's going to be here for a long time. You've got a lot of young players on this team, and you're playing in the best place on the planet to play football, and there are so many fun places, locations. This is going to be like an event for you and your friends and family when you get to come to SoFi Stadium. Yeah, it is going to be so cool. It is so cool. And you and I, I mean, I know we've both been here on separate occasions and have seen different parts of the stadium, but I do not feel confident that I've seen everything this space has to offer. There's no chance. There's no chance. Do you remember? I remember because you, it even goes back before me when you're rocking the construction hats here. Oh yeah. And when this, when this place was dirt. Yeah. I mean, I, it's incredible to watch it now. I make the joke, well, Hard Hat Haley, I think she's retired. She had a really <laughs> shout, good run. shout out to Hard Hat Haley. Shout out to Hard Hat Haley. She had a really good run over the last few years. But I, I always say, I think the first time I ever came was October or November of 2017. And I describe it as a little baby hole in the ground. It was a massive hole in the ground. But this thing has grown from an infant to a full-grown adult. It is just so insane what this place is like. I actually love the fact that the mowers and and – turf cleaners are down there right now doing love their it. thing because it, it it totally feels like, you know, a, po- a real post game at this point and, and cleaning everything up, even without fans here, because that's the thing. There's nothing to clean. There's no one in the stands or anything like that. But but it is so cool. This place is it's truly, truly incredible. And even things like you mentioned up top, we're both wearing masks. We're in the same place, but we are, you know, distant. You're way over there. I'm over here. But, you know, we're doing these things to hopefully – slow the spread, hopefully get to a point where, yeah. where fans will be welcome in. If it's not 2020, I know there's excitement for 2021, but whenever it happens, when fans, whenever they get in this place, it is going to be rocking. It is going to be so much fun. And if I was a Chargers fan, I would just be stoked about the future of this team and what they've seen over the last few weeks and, and what this team's capable of moving forward. Yeah, there's a reason why we're rocking these masks. We can get you here ASAP. And, and you, you mentioned the mowers. I think there's a Monday Night Football game Rams-Bears here tomorrow. Yes. So, so they, they got a quick turnaround here. This, this reminds me of, like, you and I both spent some time with the Lakers. Those quick yep. turnarounds at Staples Center where there's, like, a, a Clippers and Lakers game the same day or, like, yes. a Kings game the night before turned over to a Clippers or a Lakers game. So this is kind of what we're, we're hearing now. So you're hearing these mowers. These are the vibes we get in SoFi right now. Yep. No, that's exactly. You mentioned that. I was actually going to bring that up because I remember doing a Lakers game, like a 7 p.m. Laker game on a Saturday with like a 2 p.m. Clipper game prior to that or a 1 p.m. tip off or something like that. And, and it's very much that same thing. But but it's exciting. This place is so cool. It, it felt weird to almost be back because we had pretty much a month off almost like including the buy of, of not having games here. But um, but it felt good to come back. I'm sure it felt great for the guys to get their first win in this building walk out of here victorious and even though you're in denver next week again we say this sometimes the team can only or should only go week to week we can look ahead but then you get the raiders here at home in week nine so you have two straight afc west games that's pretty big for this team but but again it has to feel good to finally come out of sofi victorious i know a little inside baseball here we're in a suite somebody's on deadline his name's jeff miller of the la times on thursday Jeff came on the roundtable and predicted a Desmond King touchdown. And I said, if Desmond King scored a touchdown, 
I would demand that he comes on. Desmond didn't score, so I'm going to let Jeff do his work, and maybe we'll have him on another time. But, guys, it's it's so much more fun when the Chargers win on the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. For Haley Elwood, I'm Chris Havery. We'll see you back here next week. We'll be at SoFi. We'll be at our, our, our home offices. Respective places. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, fun fact, this is actually Haley's house behind us. This Yeah, this is this yeah, luxurious well suite. <laughs> All right, guys, final drive, Microsoft Surface. You guys have a good one. We will see you in a week.